Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. God loves you. God wants to bless you and prosper you, but you have to respond in faith. I was able to take that, believing it, and move ahead and operate in giving, believing for a harvest and getting harvest every time. Once I did that, I made more money than ever. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm nearing the end of my fourth week of teaching on financial stewardship. And I tell you, this has been powerful. Um, I've not heard anybody preach on finances from just this perspective. They may mention this uh, in passing and stuff, but this is near the end of my fourth week. And I've been talking about, I've been emphasizing stewardship that this isn't your money. You are managing what God has given you. And the real focus is that it's not covetous. It's not greedy. It's not about you getting more. It's about empowering you so that you can be a blessing. If you get that attitude, then that's what releases finances into your life. And I've been using a lot of scriptures. There's no way I can go back over everything I've covered, but we do have everything I've covered on our website, free of charge. You can go look at these programs. And I really encourage you that this is uh, unique from my perspective. I'm sure some other people teach this, but I've not heard it. And I think it would really make a difference in whether you really see God's prosperity come to pass in your life or not. And let me... Uh, Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Yesterday, I ended with 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. that says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And I was talking about from this verse, motives count. If you give because you've been coerced into it, you've been browbeat, condemned into it, begged into it, there's just all kinds of motivations why people give. But if your motivation is wrong, 1 Corinthians 13.3 says, if you give all of your goods to feed the poor, or if you give your body to be burned and don't do it motivated by charity, which is God's kind of love, it profits you nothing. If you have a wrong motive, it may bless the person that you give to, but it's not going to return to you. And you aren't going to experience this supernatural flow of finances towards you if your heart is wrong. And I've said this already, but let me just go back and rehearse this, that one of the reasons God doesn't start this supernatural flow of finances towards people that their heart is wrong is because money has the ability to corrupt you. And it says over in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that you pierce yourself through with many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in perdition. If your heart is wrong, if you are coveting money instead of using money to be a blessing to other people, if you make it selfish instead of other people oriented, then it destroys you. And that's one of the reasons that God doesn't give this prosperity to just everybody. He died to produce it. 2 Corinthians 8 9, Jesus became poor so that you might be made rich, but it's not automatic. And one of the things that will stop the supernatural supply of God from flowing towards you is if your heart is wrong, if it's all about you and getting your needs met instead of empowering you to be a blessing. 
Man, those are awesome statements. Then in verse 8, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. It says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. You know, I've used this in conjunction with Deuteronomy 8, 18, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, and Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 33. I've already mentioned this a number of times, but this verse says the reason God makes this prosperity come to you is so that you can abound to every good work. It is not just to meet your needs, to give you all of these things, but it's so that you can be a blessing. God told Abraham, I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Genesis chapter 12, I believe it's verse 3. And the reason God blessed Abraham was to be a blessing. Through him, the entire world would be blessed is what God promised him. And as the power of God flowed through Abraham and he gave and blessed, like he blessed Lot, his nephew. He saved his life, went and redeemed him when he had been taken captive by these other kings that conquered the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. And on and on you could go. As he blessed others, this anointing of God that enabled him to be a blessing to others blessed him too. And Abraham was just, I mean, filthy, stinking, dirty, rich, is the way the people would say it today. He had a lot of prosperity, and it was so that he could abound to every good work. This is the reason that God wants you to prosper, and if you can get to where you want to prosper, not to meet your needs, but so that you can meet other people's needs, then as the money flows through, there's always plenty for you. And this says, this is the reason that he's able to do this is so that you can abound to every good work. A friend of mine, he always says that prosperity is having enough of God's supply so that you can abound to every good work. If you aren't able to abound, like, you know, if you see your church has got a building program going or they've got a missionary outreach or they've got an outreach to go save children, you know, that are in orphanages or save them from the sex trade or just on and on it goes, all of these things. And if you hear these testimonies and you say, I'd like to be a part of that, but you don't have the money to be able to give, then you aren't prosperous. Or you aren't prosperous to the degree that God wants you to be because He says that He will make all grace abound towards you so that you always, always, as in always, having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every, or you could say, all good works. Man, there's a lot of alls in there. And if you look this up in the Greek, it means all. <laughs> it means just exactly what it says. You should reach a place to where you can always abound to every good work, that if there is an orphanage and you get touched and you say, I'd like to help some of those kids, you should be able to give. There's people watching this program that you may be, quote, unquote, a millionaire on paper in assets, but if you've got it all tied, tied up and if it's all somehow or another so that you can't use it, then you aren't prosperous. I don't care what your net worth is on paper. It's not what you've got in assets. It's how much you can abound to every good work, how much you can give. This is the way that God looks at it. This is His definition of prosperity. It's having enough of God's supply so that you can always abound to whatever it is that God wants you to give to. 
And if you get your heart right and your purpose is not to get but to give, then I guarantee you, you'll get more than you ever would have gotten on your own. That's just the way that it works. And look at this verse again. It says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. It did not say that God makes all grace abound towards you. This isn't something that just automatically happens. Jesus died. He became poor so that we through His poverty might be made rich. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He has made this provision. It is available, but He is looking for the right heart, and it's not automatic. He is able to make this happen, but it really depends on whether or not you are using this prosperity just for yourself or if you are a giver. That is so important that you understand what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I am not saying that God wants you to live cheaply. I actually had a missionary couple come to my Baptist church when I was growing up, and they lived in a station wagon. They wouldn't stay in a hotel because that was taking money that could have gone to the gospel and given it to a hotel. So they lived in their station wagon, the man and his wife, they each had one change of clothes, and at night they would rinse out the clothes that they had worn that day and wear the other uh, set of clothes the next day. And, and they were presented as, man, these people are so holy, and they are doing this, and they're just giving everything they've got to the Lord. Personally, I believe that that is a bad representation of the Lord. God is not cheap. God has more than enough money to go around. He doesn't mind you living in a million-dollar, multi-million-dollar home. It's, it's not about the things that you possess. It's about where your priorities are. I've got a friend of mine who's pastor of a church, and he lives in a multi-million-dollar home. And some people would criticize him for that. He also loves cars, and he drives fancy cars. One time, Jamie, we were at his house, and they delivered... A, um, um, man, what was it? I should know this. Anyway, it was a Corvette, what it was. And it had two ignitions, one for normal driving, and then the second ignition turned on the second motor, I guess, or I don't know what it was. But anyway, two ignitions, and this thing was a hot car. And the insurance on it was $6,000 for every six months. $1,000 a month was what the insurance was on it. And people criticized this man for living in a nice house and driving these fancy cars. But see, what they don't understand is that this man, and this is, I'm not really in fellowship with him right now. This has been 15 to 20 years ago when I was really going to his church and ministering a lot. And back then, he was giving away thirty to $40,000 a month. Now it's probably much more than that. But here's the point I'm making. See, some people look at that and think he's got a real fancy house. He drives these fancy cars. This is wrong. That is, you shouldn't be living like that. Don't ever criticize a person's harvest until you see how much seed they've got in the ground. I was actually at this man's house. I was ministering in his church, and he gave me, I think it, uh, this is, like I said, 20, 20 years ago. I'm not sure, but I think it was a $20,000 or $25,000 offering 
THAT HE GAVE ME FOR MINISTERING IN HIS CHURCH ONE TIME. A FRIEND OF MINE WAS ALSO STAYING THERE, AND HE GAVE THAT MAN HIS CAR, A BRAND NEW CADILLAC THAT AT THAT TIME, 25 YEARS AGO OR SOMETHING, WAS WORTH 25 OR $30,000. AND THERE WAS A MISSIONARY THAT CAME OVER FOR LUNCH, AND I THINK HE GAVE HIM $10,000. SO ALTOGETHER, THAT WAS PROBABLY 60, 70,000 THAT HE GAVE AWAY IN ONE DAY. SO HERE'S THE WAY THAT GOD LOOKS AT THINGS. THIS MAN, EVEN THOUGH HE MIGHT LIVE IN A MULTI-MILLION DOLLAR HOME AND DRIVE THESE FANCY CARS, HIGH INSURANCE AND ALL THIS STUFF, HE LIVES IN A HOME THAT IS PROBABLY NOT MORE THAN 18 MONTHS OF HIS GIVING. NOW LET ME PRESENT IT TO YOU THIS WAY. HOW MANY OF YOU LIVE IN A HOUSE THAT IS 18 MONTHS OF THE AMOUNT OF MONEY YOU GIVE AWAY? I GUARANTEE YOU, THERE'S SOME OF YOU THAT IF YOU LIVED IN A HOUSE THAT WAS 18 MONTHS OF YOUR GIVING, YOU'D BE LIVING IN A CARDBOARD BOX, OR YOU'D BE LIVING IN A ONE-ROOM SHACK, OR YOU'D HAVE TO GO GET A ROOM WITH SOMEBODY ELSE. SEE, GOD DOESN'T LOOK AT THINGS THE WAY WE DO. HE DOESN'T LOOK AT JUST WHAT YOU HAVE. HE LOOKS AT WHAT YOU HAVE RELATIVE TO WHAT YOU GIVE AWAY. AND IF YOU GIVE AWAY HUGE AMOUNTS OF MONEY, IT'S JUST IMPOSSIBLE NOT TO HAVE THAT BLESSED BACK TO YOU. AND SO DON'T EVER CRITICIZE A PERSON'S HARVEST UNTIL YOU SEE HOW MUCH SEED THEY'VE GOT IN THE GROUND. THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THAT CRITICIZE ME, AND THEY SAY, MAN, YOU GOT ALL THIS MONEY COMING IN, AND, YOU KNOW, THIS IS JUST WRONG. YOU OUGHT TO BE, uh, YOU KNOW, COMMUNIST IDEA. WE OUGHT TO TAKE FROM YOU AND GIVE IT TO SOMEBODY ELSE. BUT THAT'S NOT GOD'S SYSTEM. THIS SAYS THAT HE IS ABLE TO MAKE ALL GRACE ABOUND, BUT IT DOESN'T HAPPEN AUTOMATICALLY. THIS ISN'T FOR EVERY JOE BLOW AND JANE DOE CHRISTIAN. THEY DON'T EXPERIENCE THIS LEVEL OF PROSPERITY. AND YOU KNOW WHY? BECAUSE THEY DON'T USE IT TO ABOUND TO EVERY GOOD WORK. THEY USE IT FOR THEIR OWN SELF TO SATISFY ALL OF THEIR LUST AND DESIRES. AND THE POWER THAT THIS MONEY GIVES THEM JUST ENABLES THEM. IT AMPLIFIES ALL OF THEIR LUST AND ALL OF THEIR DESIRES, AND IT LEADS THEM INTO DESTRUCTION AND PERDITION. SO AGAIN, I SAY, I'VE SAID THIS MANY TIMES DURING THIS SERIES, BUT IT'S THE ATTITUDE ARE YOU A STEWARD? ARE YOU ABLE TO OPEN YOUR HAND UP INSTEAD OF SAYING, THIS IS MINE, DON'T TOUCH IT, GOD, THIS IS MINE, HOW DARE YOU ASK ME TO GIVE AWAY? INSTEAD, YOU NEED TO OPEN YOUR HAND AND SAY, GOD, IT'S ALL YOURS. EVERYTHING I'VE GOT IS YOURS. MY HOUSE, MY CAR, MY ASSETS, MY RETIREMENT, EVERYTHING, IT'S ALL YOURS. HOW DO YOU WANT ME TO USE IT? AND AGAIN, WHEN I EVEN SAY THIS, THERE'S SOME OF YOU THAT FEAR GRIPS YOU. LIKE IF I WAS TO DO THAT AND IF I WAS TO JUST GIVE EVERYTHING TO THE LORD, I'D DO WITHOUT. HE WOULDN'T TAKE CARE OF ME. SEE, THAT REVEALS A FLAW THAT YOU HAVE IN YOUR RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. THE LORD LOVES YOU MORE THAN YOU LOVE YOURSELF. THE LORD LOVES YOUR WIFE AND YOUR KIDS MORE THAN YOU LOVE THEM. HE WILL TAKE CARE OF YOU AND OF YOURS BETTER THAN YOU WILL TAKE CARE OF HIM IF YOU TRULY OPEN UP YOUR HAND AND GIVE IT ALL TO GOD AND PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. BUT THAT DOESN'T MAKE SENSE TO THE NATURAL MIND. IN THE NATURAL REALM, PEOPLE DON'T TREAT US THIS WAY. IF WE JUST TOOK EVERYTHING AND, and MADE IT AVAILABLE TO OTHER PEOPLE, MAN, THEY'D TAKE ADVANTAGE OF US, AND WE'RE AFRAID THAT GOD WILL DO THE SAME THING. BUT HE LOVES YOU. LUKE CHAPTER 12, VERSE 32 SAYS, FEAR NOT, LITTLE FLOCK, FOR IT'S YOUR FATHER'S GOOD PLEASURE TO GIVE YOU THE KINGDOM. GOD LOVES YOU. IT'S HIS PLEASURE. PSALMS CHAPTER 35, VERSE 27 SAYS, LET ALL THOSE WHO FAVOR MY RIGHTEOUS CAUSE SAY CONTINUALLY, LET GOD BE MAGNIFIED, WHICH HAS PLEASURE IN THE PROSPERITY 
of His servant. Praise God. God loves you. God wants to prosper you. It's part of the atonement. He became poor so that you through His poverty might be made rich. God is not out to take from you, but money amplifies what's in your heart. And if your heart isn't right, if your heart is all selfish and it's all about you just getting things for yourself and satisfying your lust, then God giving you prosperity would actually do you damage. And He loves you too much to do that. So it says that He gives seed to the sower right here in this context. Let me go back to verse 8. He's able to make all grace abound towards you. Man, these words here are not just barely getting by. It's not scraping by. It's abundance. He's able to make all grace abound towards you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. And then in verse 9, it quotes from Psalms, and it says, As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. And what He's doing here, He's validating what He had just said, that God gives money to people who will abound to every good work, who will give it to other people. And then He quotes from this psalm, and if you read that psalm, the whole psalm is about a man who is very prosperous, and it talks about him just giving, meeting the needs of people, helping the poor, dispersing his um, assets abroad. And it's quoting this psalm to show you that the person that the psalm was talking about, a very rich man, it was because he was a giver. So again, this whole thing, if your heart isn't in giving, it's in getting. If it's all about you getting what you can, canning all you get, and then sitting on your can, if that is your attitude, it is going to limit God's supply to you. But when you get to where you abound to every good work, then the next verse says in verse 10, now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I've already used this verse a number of times in this series, but this is saying that God gives seed to sowers. He gives money to people who will give, who will abound unto every good work, who will work with their hands so that they can have to give to him that needs. If, if God can get the money through you, he will get it to you. I've said a lot of these things, but I'm just reinforcing it. I'm going through these scriptures, and this is saying that you have to have the right heart attitude about money. But if you can get to where you are not fearful of being without, that you aren't afraid that if I give, I'm losing this money. You wave goodbye to it when you put the money in the offering, but instead you get to where, oh man, I am blessing people. Someday in eternity, these people are going to come welcome me into heaven. They are going to come by and thank me for giving and, and using this money to touch their life. Plus, I'm just sowing this money into my future. It's going to come back unto me a hundredfold in this life. When you get that attitude and you give because your heart is towards God and towards other people. Then God will return it to you, but the return isn't the focus. You receive the return because it enables you to do more, but your, your heart isn't on the return. Your heart is on the giving part of it. When you get this attitude that, God, this is all yours, God is a giver. John three sixteen. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God gave everything He had. He gave His very best. He gave His Son. God is a giver. God is the original giver. 
NOBODY CAN OUTGIVE GOD. YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT FRIENDS OF MINE. I JUST WAS OUT WITH A GROUP OF PEOPLE THIS LAST WEEKEND, AND WE NEARLY FOUGHT OVER THE BILL. I'VE ACTUALLY HAD A PERSON BEFORE, YOU KNOW, THEY BRING THIS LITTLE THING AND PUT IT ON THE TABLE, AND WE GRABBED IT, AND WE WERE STANDING UP AND PULLING EACH OTHER, AND THE WAITRESS HAD TO CALM US DOWN AND SAY, THAT'S THE DESSERT MENU. IT'S NOT THE BILL YET. BUT, MAN, YOU GET AROUND PEOPLE WHO ARE GIVERS, AND I GUARANTEE YOU, IT'S HARD TO GET THE BILL BECAUSE THEY WANT TO GIVE. AND THEY DON'T GIVE JUST TO GET. THEY GIVE KNOWING THAT THEY'RE GOING TO GET, AND THAT WILL ENABLE THEM TO GIVE MORE. BUT WHEN YOU GET AROUND SOMEBODY WHOSE HEART IS TO GIVE, IT'S HARD TO OUTGIVE THEM. IT'S LIKE YOU'RE CONSTANTLY FIGHTING. NO, I WANT TO GIVE. NO, I WANT TO BLESS YOU. GOD IS THE ORIGINAL GIVER. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, YOU WILL NEVER OUTGIVE GOD. IF YOU GIVE, NOT WITH THE WRONG ATTITUDE, LIKE, ALL RIGHT, I'M GOING TO GIVE, AND I'M GOING TO SAY THAT I'M DOING THIS BECAUSE I REALLY LOVE PEOPLE, BUT THE TRUTH IS I LOVE ME, AND THIS IS THE WAY FOR ME TO GET EVERYTHING MULTIPLIED BACK TO ME. YOU'RE ACTUALLY GIVING OUT OF COVETOUSNESS. YOU'RE GIVING OUT OF A SELFISH MOTIVATION INSTEAD OF AN UNSELFISH MOTIVATION. IF YOU GIVE THAT WAY, IT WON'T WORK. BUT IF YOU CAN TRULY GIVE, AND IF YOU GET THIS HEART OF GOD, HE'S THE OWNER, YOU'RE THE STEWARD, AND YOU TAKE HIS HEART, AND YOU JUST START LIVING TO GIVE AND START PUTTING OTHER PEOPLE FIRST, GOD WILL NEVER LET YOU OUT GIVE HIM. YOU CANNOT GIVE MORE THAN WHAT GOD WILL GIVE TO YOU. GOD WILL TREAT YOU BETTER THAN YOU EVER TREAT ANYBODY ELSE. HE'LL TREAT YOU BETTER THAN YOU TREAT YOURSELF. GOD GIVES SEED TO THE SOWER, AND I SAID THIS ON A PREVIOUS BROADCAST, BUT IF YOU'RE SHORT OF SEED, IT'S BECAUSE GOD DOESN'T SEE YOU AS A SOWER. IF YOU'RE SHORT OF MONEY, IT'S BECAUSE GOD DOESN'T SEE YOU AS A GIVER. IF HE KNEW THAT HE COULD TRUST YOU, THAT HE COULD GET THIS MONEY TO YOU, AND YOU ARE GOING TO BE FAITHFUL TO DISTRIBUTE IT FOR OTHER PEOPLE, AND YOU'RE GOING TO ADMINISTER IT, STEWARD IT THE WAY HE TOLD YOU TO, I GUARANTEE YOU, IF HE CAN SEE THAT, HE WILL GET MONEY TO YOU. THAT'S QUITE A STATEMENT. BUT IF YOU'RE SHORT OF MONEY, EITHER GOD DOESN'T SEE YOU AS A GIVER, OR YOU ARE JUST IN THE PROCESS AND YOU HAVE TO GROW INTO THIS, AND HE WILL GIVE YOU A LITTLE BIT, AND AS YOU'RE FAITHFUL THERE, HE WILL INCREASE IT AND GIVE YOU MORE. YOU'RE IN PROCESS. BUT IT'S ONE OF THOSE TWO THINGS. EITHER GOD DOESN'T SEE YOU AS A GIVER, OR YOU'RE JUST IN THE PROCESS OF SEED, TIME, AND HARVEST, AND IT TAKES TIME TO SEE THAT HARVEST COME IN. BUT I CAN PROMISE YOU, WHEN YOU GET THIS ATTITUDE, WHEN YOUR ATTITUDE GETS RIGHT, GOD IS LOOKING FOR PEOPLE THAT HE CAN FLOW MONEY THROUGH. AND I GUARANTEE you, HE WILL GET A LOT OF MONEY TO YOU. I'M AN EXAMPLE. I'M NOT A PERFECT EXAMPLE. I HAVEN'T ARRIVED, BUT I'VE LEFT. I USED TO BE SO POOR THAT, I MEAN, JAMIE AND I WOULD GO WEEKS AT A TIME WITHOUT EATING. AND YET NOW WE HAVE SEEN GOD BLESS US, AND WE HAVE TO HAVE MULTIPLE MILLIONS PER MONTH JUST TO PAY OUR NORMAL BILLS, AND THAT'S JUST IN THE UNITED STATES. IF YOU WERE TO ADD MY WHOLE MINISTRY TOGETHER, 16 OFFICES WORLDWIDE, WE PROBABLY HAVE TO set, HAVE SEVEN OR EIGHT MILLION DOLLARS A MONTH JUST TO BE ABLE TO PAY OUR BILLS AND DO THE THINGS THAT WE'RE DOING, AND YET IT COMES IN LIKE CLOCKWORK. WE AREN'T BEHIND ON ANY OF OUR BILLS. GOD HAS BLESSED US, AND WE HAVE COME FROM EXTREME POVERTY TO EXTREME BLESSING. AND IT'S NOT BECAUSE I'M THE SHARPEST KNIFE IN THE DRAWER. IT'S BECAUSE I PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD BECAUSE I'M LIVING THESE THINGS. WE GIVE. LIKE, WE ARE GIVING THIS BOOK AWAY TO YOU. YOU COULD, you could GIVE AN OFFERING IF YOU WANT TO, BUT I'M GIVING THIS TO ANY PERSON WHO WILL REQUEST IT. AND NOT ONLY THE BOOK, BUT THE CD'S, THE DVD'S, 
YOU CAN REQUEST THEM. ANY ONE OF THESE THREE THINGS, WE'LL JUST GIVE IT TO YOU AS A GIFT. NOW, WE HAVE OTHER THINGS. WE HAVE THESE STUDY GUIDES. THESE STUDY GUIDES ARE, I FORGET, 300 PAGES PLUS. THIS ONE'S IN SPANISH. THIS OTHER ONE'S IN ENGLISH. WE'VE GOT DVDs THAT HAVE TESTIMONIES OF PEOPLE WHO HAVE PUT THESE PRINCIPLES INTO ACTION. SO WE'VE GOT A WHOLE PACKAGE. BUT IF YOU WANT IT, I'LL GIVE YOU THIS BOOK AS MY GIFT TO YOU. IF YOU'LL LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER, HE'LL GIVE YOU ALL THE INFORMATION ABOUT HOW YOU CAN DO THAT. AND PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. YOU SAY IN THE NAME OF JESUS, I'M NOT GOING BY WHAT I SEE. I GO BY WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. THERE'S MORE THAN JUST THIS PHYSICAL REALM. THERE'S ALSO A SPIRITUAL REALM. I DON'T CARE WHAT THIS LOOKS LIKE. I KNOW WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS. I'M TIM MCDERMOTT, AND MY BROTHER AND I WERE TOLD THAT WE WOULD NEVER RECOVER FROM AUTISM. FROM A YOUNG AGE, I HAD SEVERAL DIAGNOSES, INCLUDING ASPERGER'S SYNDROME, DISEXECUTIVE SYNDROME, AND COMMUNICATION DISORDERS. MY BROTHER JAMES WAS DIAGNOSED WITH AUTISM BEFORE HE TURNED THREE. FOR YEARS, IT SEEMED LIKE WE WOULD NEVER BE NORMAL. BUT THEN MY PARENTS STUMBLED ACROSS THE HEALING JOURNEY OF HANNAH TERRIDES. A FEW WEEKS LATER, WE WENT TO ANDREW'S FREE GRACE AND FAITH CONFERENCE, WHERE WE WERE HEALED OF AUTISM. TODAY, TEN YEARS LATER, I'M STILL WALKING IN MY COMPLETE HEALING, AND I AM NOT ALONE. I HAVEN'T NEEDED MY INHALER IN YEARS, AND NOW I EAT WHATEVER I WANT. MY HEART GREW BACK ITS MISSING PIECE, AND THE DOCTORS CANNOT EXPLAIN IT. TODAY I'M COMPLETELY HEALED, AND I GET TO TEACH GOD'S TRUTH ABOUT HEALING. BECAUSE PEOPLE LIKE YOU PARTNERED WITH ANDREW OMAC MINISTRIES, WE HAVE ALL BEEN GIVEN OUR LIVES BACK. WE CANNOT THANK YOU ENOUGH FOR YOUR GENEROSITY, BUT THERE ARE STILL MILLIONS OF LIVES OUT THERE LOOKING FOR THE SAME TRUTH THAT SET US FREE. WILL YOU HELP US BRING THIS MESSAGE TO THEM? The word needs to get out to change people's lives. Please consider a partnership. Please partner with this ministry. It's amazing. Please consider being a partner with this ministry. You know, you may not know these people, but I know every one of these people that you just saw them give a testimony. And I tell you, Jesus changed their life because of our partners. If you've not yet joined with us and become a partner, I ask you to pray about it and join with us today. Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or DVD album as his free gift to you today. Go to awmi.net to order your free product today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the Financial Stewardship Book, Study Guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This DVD includes six testimonies of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111.
We're pleased to announce our helpline is now open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is?